Please hold for Armchair Adventurer. That's not the kind of podcast we are. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Okay. Well, we got All right. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am back. Well, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Vikings, uh, something Dan proposed uh, kind of out of left field, but uh, I didn't know Northern anything about Europe. it. Yeah, sure. Not left yeah, field. Yeah, left field. No, that's oh. left field, Dan. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, the structure of our – I think we're all covering something a little bit different, not just in topic, but – Dan, you got mythology. You got something from mythology. Yep. Paul, you've got. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm basically plagiarizing TV show, but I got some okay. uh, some media for y'all to watch. Okay, but this is will you be? Uh, is it like a legend? It is. It's okay. like a tale. Okay. <clears throat> and I've got something about the extended political influences of the Vikings in mainland Europe. So that speaking broadly, (laughs) vaguely (laughs) sounds like one of my classes. I was going to say the geopolitical spectrum of Viking culture, but uh, to lay the groundwork a little bit here, Dan, you, when you broached the subject with us, you shared a page about Viking expansion and I was looking through that, and they really branched out just about everywhere they could, mm. you know, within reach. And no one is really sure why, <clears throat> besides just wanting gold. But did you happen to read any of those, the possible theories for why there was so much raiding and marauding? No, I have no idea. <clears throat> the only thing I know from the show was just to have more, like, farmland. But I don't yeah. know how true that is, but... It's part of it. Um, one of the main things they think drove it was rich and powerful Vikings had basically harems of women. And so there would be no other women. And so like lowly Vikings would have to go, you know, uh, to Ireland or something and steal a village of women to have women for themselves and their friends. God, Jesus. To feel powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, one of the big uh, theoretical causes. Also, like Paul said, agriculture was kind of weird there. Very short growing season. Um, they would have to, most of the land was already taken up. And if they wanted to clear more land for forestry, they'd have to, or clear the land for agriculture, they would have to <laughs> basically tear down a forest, a big one. I'm sorry, I'm completely distracted by this cat. <laughs> that weird, that sex seeking uh, theory. Made me think, maybe it makes a little sense that because the Irish people and like some of the English groups of people called them the heathens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, it's because they were just having sex with everybody. Well, there's another reason that the heathens' name uh, is so popular. Before that, though, one of the other cause potential causes was. It's called a youth bulge. They had plenty of children, but if, like with succession rules and all that, firstborn sons always getting everything. 
So mm. if, if the younger children wanted power or prestige or anything, they would basically have to take it for themselves. So a lot of the young men would go out on these, you know, raiding parties. Those damn booner, boomers. <laughs> Which also, uh, I did learn Viking is, it's the name for this type of people, but it's not, it has no actual meaning about, you know, ethnicity or race or any of that. And Viking is actually a verb. And that is the act of doing the raiding and the pillaging. Hmm. They figured that out mostly from gravestones, I think. It would say, like, this person died while Viking, basically. You're not in English, obviously, oh. but... <laughs> That's cool, though. I had no idea. I had no idea. But I think the heathens thing most, mostly comes from uh, kind of a quest for retaliation, essentially, because how much... Uh, affect Charlemagne's campaign to instill Christianity in the Scandinavian countries kind of pissed him off a little bit. And so most of the first Viking landings outside of Scandinavia were monasteries in England. They would sack monasteries. Because they had now, that could be That could be because of the religion, or it could be at that time that was really like where the hold of money was in a holding, you know, where the, a lot of the money was in the farmland would be good around a monastery. Yeah. Cause what'd you make a cross out of all the gold you had? <laughs> Cause they were that into <laughs> yeah. Christianity. Now for the story I actually have, it's, it involves uh, a gentleman whose name does not sound very Nordic. His name is Rollo. R-O-L-L-O. Oh. Yes. Paul's familiar. I am familiar. Was he a part of that show? Yes, he is. Okay, interesting. He, uh, I'll, I'll mention when he gets to my part, but yeah. Okay. Interesting guy. <clears throat> and of course, I had never heard of this. I know very little about Vikings. I never heard of this guy. I guess he is one of the more preeminent uh, Vikings, and you'll see why. For basically as long as dating back to the 9th century, the 800s, Vikings were palling around in France. They would go down the English Channel and land in France, usually in what is now Normandy. Yikes. And if you don't know, <clears throat> as I didn't, Normandy actually means Northmen. That was land that was just taken over by Rollo and his men. They landed and they sacked towns. They were just going down the list. They started in Rouen, which is the modern-day capital of the Normandy region, and they even sacked Paris, and they made it as far as Chartres. Chartres? Chartres? Do you know what I'm saying, Chartres? Chartres. C-H-R-T-R-E-S. Like But Chartreuse? the stupid French, sort of, but I think the French just, with their annoying language, they just drop the E-S. <laughs> it's just like uh, Chartres. Old Jared. <clears throat> uh, I'm just picturing... One Viking with this list on old parchment, like, all right, check, what's next? Yeah, okay, Rouen, got it. Paris, done. <laughs> now, the sacking of the town that I previously attempted to mention was unsuccessful, but the king of West Francia at the time, who has a very unfortunate name, and I think this might be why he made the move to just kind of hand the land over, because his name was Charles the Simple. Uh, he wanted to prevent further Viking incursions and also recognized that Rollo was a formidable leader and military strategist and thought he would make a good ally. 
So he decided to say, if you stop tearing my country to pieces, I'll give you the land you have already, so long as you swear fealty to me as my vassal. <clears throat> and he said, absolutely, I'll do that. And he became the first, not officially, but what is essentially the first Duke of Normandy. Oh. Can you see where I might be going with this, Dan? Vaguely, but I, okay. I got to say, like, in, in my brief perusing, too, uh, I was struck by how, and it makes sense given, like, the theories that you posited earlier as to why Viking was so common, but, like, they would go places, raid, and then stay there for a while. And then, like, move on to another place in the state. Like, they would be on these, like, years-long sort of paths, like, trips, Viking raid trips, uh, co and cover a lot of ground. But this guy took it to the next level. He was yeah. like, this is all mine now forever. <laughs> and so now he's got a fancy countryside estate all to himself, and his men share the land of Normandy. He is also, Rollo is also betrothed to Charles the Simple's illegitimate daughter, Gisela. I'm sure he didn't care about the illegit illegitimacy. I don't think they really cared about, you know, the whole family, royalty, and all that stuff so much. And he has a son whose name is William Longsword. Excellent name. Who further had a son, Richard the Fearless. Now, William Longsword and Richard the Fearless were absolutely monumental in actually forming the title Duke of Normandy. A title that stuck around for a while because the great, great, great grandson of Rollo, who's still living as the Duke of Normandy, can you guess who it might be, Dan or Paul? Six generations down, Duke of Normandy. I'll give you a little hint. This is around the 1060s. Louis the something. <laughs> okay, what, I'll, just say, I'll just I say. I'll just say. I'll spare you the <clears throat> William the first of England, uh, William the Conqueror. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. So you can you take the Scandinavia. Name, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you can take the man out of Scandinavia. You can't take the Scandinavia out of a man because <laughs> they they were sitting pretty as French royalty for generations, but. That itching, that itching was there. They just <laughs> it didn't help. Blood. So, <clears throat> in He's 1066, going on the biggest Viking trip ever. Right in 1066, he marches his happy ass up to England and takes it for his damn self. <laughs> Which awesome. technically makes Rollo the 32nd great grandfather of Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom. Damn, dude! Wow. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's that pretty... makes me. It makes me like Queen Elizabeth a lot more. She's got some it, Viking blood. She's got Viking blood. I wish like really, it, really... it almost made, it makes so much sense now. Just thinking of Normans and Northmen, and that mm. it, it all it's all clicking. Ah, no wonder Chris belittled me for not knowing that. <laughs> oh, I'm, Northern Northern Europeans, Scandinavians, they make it crystal clear why they're naming something, what they're naming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like Ronaldson and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I may be way off base here, but while I was reading all that, I was really thinking, man, genealogy is absolute horseshit. Because if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm 
you know, English, distant, you know, I've got distant English family, but at, at some point it's like, well, the English were taken over by the French who were actually the Vikings, you know? It's, it's like people are moving around. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure I'm off base here, but it's well, just... That's so, so much, though. It's so weird to ascribe centuries ago where your family happened to live in Europe at a time and saying, that's what I am, you know? Yeah, I imagine once you get past, like... 18, 1700s, it's just all ludicrous. Yeah. So Rollo, um, not in the Wikipedia article, but it definitely in the show, is uh, Ragnar Lothbrok's brother. Really? Okay. <clears throat> so, and that's Wait. where... Does Ragnar have a son named Halfdan? Yes. Oh, yeah. This is Has crazy. this all... Have we somehow <laughs> tacked these all together? It, it doesn't loop into my story but in my research trying to find a story i came across half dan ragnar's son and i was like oh my god <laughs> what yeah. a name so i'll say half dan i think is but he's not part of the tale of ragnar's sons though sadly. damn yes um because well, i talks think about he was his... <clears throat> i think he might have been a bastard and that's why his name might have been half dan and, and that's definitely believable um because these are definitely talking about, like, um, the kids, uh, his sons from Aslog. So, just to kind of, some background. So, watching the Viking show. So, Rolo is his brother. Um, they definitely, in the show, go into taking over Normandy. Before you, get, before you get too far. Yes. Where would you place the show Vikings on a rating scale? Oh. How would you say it pairs up to, say, like, First four seasons of Game of Thrones. So it doesn't beat the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. That doesn't surprise me. It's kind of a high watermark, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'll say the Vikings, it was a slow start the first like half season, kind of like everything. And then this last season, it was it's very still much going. Just, it's still going on. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's over yet or not because it's kind of just convoluted now. <laughs> Because it's kind of getting dragged on. Yeah. So the middle, like, three, four seasons, like, one through, almost another one through three, one through four, pretty good. Six seasons. Like, wow, yeah. Like, once you get to the part where Ragnar, like, I'm going to, spoiler alert, because it's it's history, but Ragnar dies. Yeah. <laughs> once, once Ragnar dies. <laughs> yeah, because it was, you know. You're such a man of people. It was the 800s, so uh, yeah, it's been a minute ago. He, he probably have died. <laughs> Ragnar broke a centuries-long tradition, Viking tradition, of not dying. He died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get into how he dies, but uh, you know, once he dies, the show kind of downward spiral. Damn. But uh, the story of Ragnar Lothbrok, um, he basically took over as the king of would be Sweden and Denmark. And he's known by his, his own tale of being the first person to navigate across the channel and uh, attack the monasteries, like you mentioned in England. And they stem back to, I think in the show, it's like Floki. So not Loki, but Floki uh, basically (laughs) created the, the notorious, I know, right? (laughs) Notorious. Loki. (laughs) Um, the notorious uh, like Viking ships, 
that can cross the channel like high seas, but also are shallow enough or can go in shallow enough waters to to navigate along the rivers. So if you're looking uh scheduling your Viking cruise, as you might see um, in your ads. Yeah, Norwegian um, Cruise Line. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Norwegian <laughs> Cruise Line. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think they call it a Viking cruise. The, Dude, like the, I, why wouldn't they? You know, the the waterways of <laughs> yeah. Scandinavia. But um, yeah, that's where they get that from. So, yes, he's the first person to, uh, I guess, lead a, a good, a great army to England and attack. It's Ayla of Northumbria. You're not really. Oh yeah. Okay. No, it's yeah. one of those A E combination yeah. letters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I um actually that is a I think that was somebody you would start as or somebody you were in in this game I've been playing Crusader Kings. That I'm sorry, really? I just had to <laughs> jump that in. Great. That game. like Aethel Red is another one. I can't remember if that's his son or his dad or something like that. But yeah. These guys are everywhere. Must be famous or something. Yeah. <laughs> Must be some historical. sort of prominent historical figures. <laughs> yeah. But um, so he basically has four sons, um, and their names are are, are pretty sick. Uh, so it's his first son was Bjorn Ironside. Mm. Then it was, I believe, Uba. Uh, I'm gonna mess up this name, but it Hvertsik or Vitzerger. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's H V I T S E R K. Okay. It's like Vitzerk or something. Vitzberger uh-huh. was better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was, right, it was only funny because the two sounded so different. Your two attempts <laughs> were wildly different. I tossed a couple extra letters in there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, Sigurd Snake in the Eye. And they what? called, and the, yes, they called him Snake in the Eye because um, one of his iris had the image of a snake circling his pupil. So how sick is that? I think oh, he like was there was like tearing on his iris or something, so that there was yeah. So it was like kind of dangling like sp- little. It's spread out, but like still within his eyeball. Okay. Um, I imagine he was probably blind or near blind in that eye. Just how that right. probably messed him up. And then uh, I think the youngest son was uh, Ivar the Boneless. Um, so in the show, Ivar the Boneless is a cripple. He, he can't use his Whoa, legs. Cool He's... it. <clears throat> <laughs> that kind of language. You kidding me? Oh, stop that. <laughs> this is a 21st century podcast. <laughs> well, this is an 800 tale, so I'm True. just he reading was, Wikipedia. Was, back then, he was crippled, yeah. You're yes, right. back then, just historically speaking, he was a cripple. Um, so in modern times, he was suffering from paralysis from the waist down. Um, the reason why they called him boneless is kind of stemming back to that whole sex crave culture of the Vikings was, Oh no, he couldn't have sex. Mm. Uh, he was, you know, boneless. Mm. I'm talking no erection. Kane. Okay. Yes. I was, I had to clarify. Okay. I know you're uh, very you needed. It's for my, that. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Yes. And the story about his sons, basically they join him as they grow up, grow up and continue raping and pillaging England um, until uh, Ragnar is captured by 
Alev Northumbria. And the way he died is pretty sick, too. Like, pretty just like, I'll let you finish me off. So he's captured, and they basically drop him this pit of snakes. Oh. But since, like, you know, stemming up to that, he was, like, working out trade deals and everything like that. He was given a a, a silken jacket from um, Ayla, actually. And it, it was, you know, it was silk, so the snakes couldn't bite through it. So he was so much like, you know, like, fuck you, guy. You know, I'll let myself die. That in the pit of the snakes, he took off the jacket to let the snakes kill him. Yeesh. Talk about just like hardo move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's God. like you a chance to live, but you're like, you know, what? you capture me. Okay. But, you know, shit's coming your way. And I know Damn. you guys kind of mentioned it earlier, but what were the sons of Ragnar coming to play? is more so in the the story of the great heathen army. Mm, I did see that. Okay, you did see that? I, so, literally only that term, nothing else. Yes, and that's basically, you know, they're all heathen armies in a sense, but this is more of like a, like a grand-scale invasion of basically the entirety of what we'd call England today. So, um, and that took place from 865 to 878, Oh, that's not a short time at all. <clears throat> oh, no, exactly. So, you know, they were legitimately, like you said, you know, pillaging and destroying everything in their path. So I think, what, 14 years of invasion, whatever that comes out to, 13 years. It's like two World War Twos. <laughs> Practically. Um, I just, I question the model, though. You know? What's that? I understand that warfare demands a certain level of destruction and collateral damage, perhaps, but, like, that model sounds very counterintuitive. Like, we're literally going to destroy everything, and then we'll own it. So, it, it's funny that you mention that, Dan, because it's actually very common. And you're right, it doesn't make sense. But I like to compare this to uh, what is called the slash and burn method. Like from like every everything Russian, every Soviet army ever, of like, hey, we're losing. Let's just destroy everything we own. Mm. That way they can't have it. And, you know, we're Russians, so we know how to suffer anyway. So when we get <laughs> back here after we win, because they are going to die in our Soviet winters. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I believe that's where a lot of, uh, you know, the Rus and the Russian methodology or war fighting comes from that. The whole pillaging mentality of, you know, just destroy everything because, you know, I'm going to move on because I'm a stronger army and I'll just find a new place to pillage. Mm. But I know they're, they can't fight me back if they've got nothing to work off of. Do, I, um, I have a question related to the top topic of that, but not mm -hmm. the episode. Dan. Okay. okay. American history question. Okay. Do you know if Lincoln had any sort of strong feelings about Sherman's march to the sea? Um, I am not 100% sure about this, so I could be terribly wrong because it's kind of an either or. Uh, I'm fairly certain that he was gung-ho and said, do what must be done down there. Okay. 
that's fine. I was just wondering if there was any people who were like, whoa, man, not cool about what he did. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably everybody in the South, but. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably a lot of people in the that North, That was my too. farm, yeah. Well, because if you had any, you know, stakes in, like, textiles in the North, yeah. you, you know, your input product, cotton, was just being torched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Railroads possibly destroyed. some food and tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's kind of all I have on Ragnar. The show, like I said, pretty dope until Ragnar dies. And give you a little uh, bonus. So something that was created by the Vikings. So a good way to uh, execute someone in Viking culture was <laughs> called to uh, to blood eagle them. And oh, basically... Okay. What it is, it is, you know, it's a form of torture in a sense, too, because you're still alive during it. What they do is they open up your back. Like, they cut open your back. They, like, spread out your shoulder blades and pull out all of your organs and hang them above you. You know, I think they did that in the movie Midsummer, So that makes sense. I think they did that to somebody. Oh, go. man. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know the the wings of the eagle is are your organs oh. and then you're and that's the crazy thing you're still alive for like i don't know how long you would take to die but long enough to hate every second of it absolutely <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh my god dude kind of sit there for you no thank you I was like, where does the eagle come in? I was picturing, yeah, like, did, yeah. did eagles come and eat their <laughs> guts or something? I didn't realize they were making art with human intestines. Pretty crazy. God. All right. Well. All right, Dan. Paul's was cool. Yeah, I'll Will try. Be oh. is good? Don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to fill the, the blank space that we just took with that. Hey, I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, don't catch no, a blood eagle. Actually, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Before <laughs> you get into it, Dan, <laughs> let me send you guys this picture. Because while Paul, you were talking, I was thinking. You said snake pit, and I was thinking. You know, I've never seen a snake in the wild. Like, who is collecting oh, all these snakes for snake pits? You've you've probably shown me this. Is well, I don't this think the, so. Is this isn't the snake like ball? No thing. I was wondering, I was like, why have I never seen a snake in the wild? And I looked up most common kind of snake, and it's the common garter snake. And so I went to the Wikipedia page for that. And look at look at how perfectly this distribution map misses Wyoming. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's of gardener snakes. What's up with that weird opening in, like, Alberta or whatever the hell province yeah. is? Yeah. Speaking of Canadians, what do you guys know about the Norse mythological wolf known as Fenrir. Heard the name. Heard the name. Is that Odin's wolf? Um, uh, Odin's friend? I'll Odin's... get into it, but sort yeah, of. Go ahead. <laughs> it's complicated. It's like any culture's mythology. It's complicated. Sure. Everybody is everybody's niece and nephew. Okay. Um, so... I don't know. Fenrir might have made an appearance in one of the Thor movies, just if there's like a giant wolf in any of those. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, neither Couldn't tell you. Um, Chelsea's upset right now after hearing that. I'll hear about it. Um, 
<laughs> so, anyways, Fenrir is this monstrous wolf in Norse mythology, and he's actually the son of Loki. Oh. Uh, Loki had kids with a giant S, giant S, giant woman, named Angerboda, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, so they had a, a kid wolf named Fenrir, and then they also birthed two other things. One sort of normal-looking human female named Hel, and a... Okay. Yeah. And a serpent named World Serpent. Hell presides over her namesake, basically whatever Norse equivalent to the underworld there is. And then um, when, when these three were born, Odin was like, no way. Loki having kids? Get that shit out of here. Uh, bring bring <laughs> them over to me. So that's when he, I guess, banished Hell to Hell. And then he took world serpent or at the time just baby serpent and threw it <laughs> into the sea uh to to get rid of it forever but what ended up happening was the serpent grew and grew and grew so large that it surrounds the earth sure real clifford the big red dog situation <laughs> <laughs> just the same um and so anyways those are fenrir's siblings so a little bit about Fenrir. Fenrir is also a father himself. He's the father of two other wolves named Skull and Hady. Those are two, like I said, other monstrous wolves who, one of them, Skull, I think, chases the sun eternally, and <laughs> Hady chases the moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. It's a real yin-yang situation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It's like each each of the kids grew up, left the nest, and found a good occupation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, so that's some background on Fenrir. Um, Fenrir's main like story that he's a, a part of in Norse Norse mythology is that he's actually trapped eternally. Um, hmm. Yeah. Do you, what do you guys know about Ragnarok? Is that the end of the world? Okay. Precisely. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's and the end it's of the world as told by Norwegians. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a Thor movie too. So, I believe I believe it is. And you know so what? So that there's your win back with Chelsea. Yeah, here's here's <laughs> a little here's a little secret. I've seen that one. Oh. Whoa. Not a secret anymore. Can't tell secrets on this pod. Cultured cane. Well, you know what? <laughs> I saw Jeff Goldblum. I clicked. Uh, yeah, that's true. He was exactly yeah. who you thought he'd be in that movie. Yeah, exactly. He's the same role he's been in every movie since Jurassic Park. <laughs> <clears throat> the fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> the the si Jewish weirdo. The sciencey weirdo, yeah. Is that where he got his start, Jurassic Park? No. Oh. He was already famous by then? He was in stuff before that, yeah. Oh, okay. The Fly was before that. Never seen The Fly? No. No. It's a good movie. He's a uh, scientist, if you'd believe it, in that movie. <laughs> if you could pull that one just say, yeah. Um, <laughs> Does he wear colorful clothing, too? No. Uh, he's actually a pretty normal dude in that one until he invents a teleporter. 
right? That uh, basically deconstructs your body and reconstructs it in the other chamber. And he really wants it to work, and he's drunk one night, uh, feverishly trying to get it to work, gets in. It works successfully, but a fly flew into the thing with him. So when it recompiles him, it includes the fly DNA and his DNA, and he slowly turns into this disgusting human fly <laughs> morph over the course of the next, like, two weeks. It's like the movie Shaggy Dog. It's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shaggy Dog was really an homage to the sci-fi classic, The Fly. Yeah, Tim Allen, the poser. <laughs> All right, so yes, you guys know what Ragnarok is. It's the end of the world. Um, it's a series of events, including a great battle, that um, will would lead to the death of a number of great figures. Like, Odin is going to die. Thor dies. Um, this guy, I think his name is Tyre or Tyr. Um but I'm going to call him Tyler. <laughs> um, I, I'll give you that one, Dan. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's Ty- right up there in my, uh, my humor category. <laughs> Tyler comes back, so remember him. Um, and others die, Loki included. So Natural disease. Oh, what? Ragnarok has happened already? No, no. It's like the f- prophesized. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, but Fenrir has something to do with it. So. Damn dog. Yeah. Get this, though. After Ragnarok, the world is completely submerged underwater. And after a while, the oceans will recede. And a few of the surviving gods will, um, will meet. And the world will be repopulated by two human survivors. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what might the names of these two human survivors be? Adam. Greg, Greg <laughs> and Karen. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyways, you know what Ragnarok is? So, when Ragnarok happens, Norse legend states that Fenrir will escape his bonds. So, again, he's trapped eternally. Until Ragnarok, he'll escape his bonds. And he is actually the one that is prophesized to kill odin um oh plus his little wolf puppies uh skull and haiti will catch up to the targets of their desires and devour them so the sun and the moon are also going to get swallowed listen to this description of what fenrir is going to do during ragnarok though okay fenrir will go forth with his mouth opened wide his upper jaw touching the sky and his lower jaw the earth, and flames will burn from his eyes and nostrils. Yeah. Wow. It's quite the image. It's like a Led Zeppelin music video. <laughs> so the, the main point of the story uh, revolves around how Fenrir gets trapped in the first place. So all the gods know that once Loki has these three kids that they are going to cause trouble in the future because they're Loki's kids. And so that's why, you know, hell goes to hell. Uh, World serpent gets thrown in the sea. And so Odin and the other gods decide that they want to raise Fenrir. And, and they're like, we'll, we'll just train him. We'll, we'll keep him tame. Um, but eventually they realize that he just keeps growing and growing and growing. And he's just going to be way too freaking big to, to control whatsoever. 
So they decide to tie him up, but he's kind of smart, so they have to trick him. So the gods decide to have some fetters made. You guys know what fetters are? Nay. Oh. Just restraints, like chains, ankle, like cuffs, basically. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, like prison chains. So, so they have, they have uh, a set of these made, and they go up to Fenrir, and they're like, hey, you know, people know you are pretty strong, but, um, you know, how strong are you really? So they, they say, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll attach this chain to your ankle, and we'll see if you can break free. So, so he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so they, they, this first fetter, it's called Lading. Late lading, lading. Um, it's, it's a great strong chain. And Fenrir takes one look at this thing and says, Yeah, I got this. They clasp it on his ankle, and one easy yank later, it shatters into a million pieces, and he's free. So, no big deal. Now, the second fetter that they, they went and, and crafted, time has passed, Fenrir gets bigger. Second fetter was called Dromi or Dromai or something, and it was twice as strong as the first one. And so they bring this thing to Fenrir, and Fenrir was a lot more reluctant because, you know, he looks at this thing, it's twice as strong, he's kind of worried, and the gods go, oh, no, like, you know, think about it. You'll be famous. You'll be world famous if you break free from this. Your strength will be known across the land. And so, so he goes for it. They clasp it on his ankle, and he struggles a little bit with this one, but finally he breaks free. So for the third fetter, the, the gods are not messing around. They go to this group of dwarves um, who use six different mythical ingredients to make another fetter called Gleipner. Now, the thing is about this one is it's light and silky. It's basically like a little ribbon. And so they bring the ribbon, Gleipnir, to Fenrir. And he's like, what is this? This is a ribbon. Like, I'm just going to embarrass myself breaking free from a ribbon. Like that. I'm not doing that. And so each of the gods kind of takes a minute to try and yank it apart to prove how strong it is. And so Fenrir's like, all right, fine. But here's the deal. The only way I'm going to do this a third time is if one of you sticks your hand in my mouth as a gesture of good faith, right? It's like collateral. Sure. So nobody really steps forward because remember Fenrir is a massive super giant wolf uh, until finally someone steps forward. Any guesses? Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Any guesses as to who steps forward and volunteers to put his hand in the Fenrir's mouth? Um, I told you to remember his name. Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Uh, yep. Tyler uh, steps our forward. Boy, our boy, Tyler. Yeah. Ty guy. Mm. So he steps forward, puts his hand into Fenrir's mouth and they tie Gleipnir around Fenrir's ankle and he starts to pull and pull and pull. And each time he pulls, the band actually grows stronger and tighter. Mm. So, spoiler alert, this is it. Fenrir is officially stuck forever. He's trying and trying and trying. And all of the gods are laughing hysterically at him 
except for Tyler, because he is now missing one hand. Um, but they're not done there. So Fenrir's pissed, and he starts trying to take a bite out of everybody, and one of them takes a sword and sort of places it quickly inside Fenrir's mouth so that the, the hilt, like the handle of the sword, is on the bottom part, like the inside of Fenrir's mouth, and the point of the sword is sticking up, like touching the roof of his mouth. So his mouth is now stuck open. He can't close oh. his mouth without, you Jamming know, a sword through his, yeah. Exactly. So they really got this guy pinned. <laughs> got him. So, so now, now I think we can all understand why Fenrir wants to eat the whole, you know, world and shoot flames from his eyes and nostrils. Yeah. And that's the story of Fenrir. Excellent. Son of Loki. So, yeah, that really throws me. That Loki birthed uh, a one human, a serpent, and a wolf. Yeah, with a giantess. So, what's what's the moral of the story here? We got three semi stories. Vikings are pretty cool. <laughs> Minus that whole sex crave rape oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a 21st century podcast, Kane. Yeah, but this is a, you know, 7th hey, century right. story. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the Vikings are canceled, sis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damn. there it is. You know what they can do? They can kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say this, though. As we discovered with uh, the Dukes of Normandy, a lot of people have some Viking blood. Yeah. Whether they want to, you know, admit it or not. Paul, I bet <laughs> you have some Viking blood. Those blonde hair and blue eyes? Mm-hmm. Probably. You know, I imagine the Rhineland probably got a little bit share. of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're mainly, they mainly coastal, right? The Viking? Yeah, that's a good sense. point. Like... They didn't have many land campaigns in the sense that, like, you know, they're crossing all of Europe. Like, they obviously went inland, but. Yeah, that's I don't think they point. really marched on foot, you know. You know, relatively. You, you know, you know yeah. it's, it's a peninsula. You'd have to go all the way up into Finland and Russia and then back down. That's yeah, true. well, compared to, like, the Romans, where the Romans yeah. just, like, okay, centurions, you've got to get to England. You've got, you know, five years, go. <laughs> <laughs> Start marching now. Yeah, it helps that Rome was like smack in the center of what they thought the world was back then. Yeah. True. One of you guys said it earlier, though. Like, there was so much mixing and matching throughout all of Europe. You know, like, if it wasn't the Vikings spreading their seed south, it was the Romans spreading north, you know? Yeah. And, like, the Romans got as far north as ireland you know i don't think they got into like scandinavia but they got up into the isles and if the vikings were there later then it's all it's all a mixing mixing bowl i mean the romans got to all of like north africa at least like the coastal again but oh yeah maybe uh possible topic roman empire we could probably Roman. come up with five topics from them. I yeah. was going to say. 
or you know stem into like great empire like massive empires romans alexander the great like the macedonians we we are getting we are getting to a point where it's going to be a lot easier for us to instead of thinking of things for episodes to be about do like a series of episodes about a big topic oh i do like that yeah, so, like a season. We should do a season. Yeah. Um, this concludes the Viking portion of this program. Yeah, so if you're if that's, just here for the Vikings. If that's all you came for, go ahead and turn off the podcast now. But we are going to try something a little fun, something we've never done before, and something, something totally kids. unrelated. It's it's for the kids. Some, something for the kids. A little family activity. absolutely unrelated to <laughs> anything this podcast is about, but... We we like being in these calls and ha- doing this, so figured we'd make it a little more fun for us, and hopefully that uh, trickles down to you as well. We are going to be right. doing a draft of today. We have what Dan today say the topic. The draft topic is worst everyday sensory experiences. Now, Paul, you you said you want to do a snake draft. Yeah, I figured we can do. You know, what is everyone's, you know, number one? You know, we can go, you know, just order of what I have on my screen. Dan, me, Kane, you, and then reverse that. Right? And then, yes, yeah. then you for round two, me, okay. Dan, okay. And back and forth until we're done. So four rounds, I think we agreed upon. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully we'll um, get into my spares. How do we want to decide who goes first? Ooh. Damn, there should be like a wheel spinning feature on Zoom or something. This podcast yeah. is brought to you by Zoom. How about Game show um, feature. How about we all I'll share my screen right now. Okay? Okay. okay. Dan has part, disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, I got it. 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 <clears throat> I'm going to share my screen here. You guys see this? I'm on a dice roller. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. I'm, I'm going to roll a six. I'm going to roll a six-sided die. If it's one or two, it's going to be me. If it's three or four, it's going to be Dan. If it's five or six, it's going to be Paul. Okay. All right. Paul. Oh. Ooh, number one pick. So how about we do Paul, Dan, <laughs> me, me, Dan, Paul? Does that work? All right. Cool. That works. Okay, Paul, for the first pick of the 2020 Armchair Adventurer Draft. Do do do. Now, Dan already knows it because I said it earlier as, uh, like, does this fit the topic question? And, and this is your number one pick. This is this is my number one pick. Um, I absolutely hate this. It is manipulating or, like, crinkling styrofoam. I, okay. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, you know, it, it <clears throat> straight to, like, the teeth, my, like, uh, ears, everything is just wrong about it. I just can't handle it. All right. That's a good one. Yeah, that was damn. So <sighs> I was thinking about building up, but forgot that's not how giraffes work. So got to go for the big guns here. Um, with my first pick, I'm oh, going you, with. Wait, did what? you think we were going to end with our best one? Is that what you yeah. meant? Oh, like a climate. Okay. Yeah. But no, that's not how giraffes work. We can, do we, can we can eventually. Yeah, we can. We can try that out. Yeah, maybe, maybe someday. Okay, um, Dan, your your pick. Okay, my pick. 
is the feeling you have right before you scratch a bug bite. So when you have a bug bite and it itches and the intensity increases and increases and increases so much until you finally have to itch it. You're talking the point moment. right before the break where it yeah. is a fever pitch. Oh yeah. Of oh, itching. Okay. Your your forehead feels <laughs> hot. Your palms are yeah. sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Upper lip is moist. What kind of bugs Mom's are biting spaghetti. you, man? <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety is real with that one. The two that I'm going to end up picking in a row are kind of similar. And I'm starting to feel like I might have I might have done this wrong, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. but oh, my, yeah. You're my, questioning me earlier, so go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> my number one, absolutely cannot stand it. It is a combination of touch and hearing. And it doesn't happen anymore due to technology, but it is, you know, it could still happen. It's an everyday thing. It is when your earbuds would snag on something and rip out of your ears. Oh, oh no. That, that's a good that number is one pick. Immediately like wall punching angry for me. Oh. You know? <laughs> yes. Like I don't get angry that often, but that is immediately like, <laughs> you know, like pissed angry. Yes. I agree. Damn, that's good. That's a good one. And the second one, also ears. Okay. When your ears, like, you need to pop your ears, but they won't. You know what I'm talking about? You're, like, swallowing again and again. You're, like, yawning, trying to fix it, and nothing's working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I gladly don't suffer from that too bad. The only thing I would relate to is I once burst my eardrum, (laughs) and that completely threw off the... Yeah. They completely like obviously because I was you know I was walking to the right I couldn't walk straight and uh, but like that caused me like to all of a sudden now I can't pop my ear so ah but it's good now we're we good now okay <laughs> okay Dan uh, all right swinging back around all right my next pick pick number two is opening a. Tupperware container full of very rotten food. <laughs> okay. Getting a whiff. It's yeah. inspired by my life a few it's days like cracking ago. cracking open a tomb. Gosh. Yeah. Yes. Rice is the worst. Especially. Really? No, dude. Oh, no. Broccoli. <laughs> oh, that's probably bad. Yeah. Shit. It, like, yeah. it, I, we just got rid of the smell like a day ago. <laughs> yeah. Damn, okay. dude. Okay. My uh, round number two pick is the feeling of taking a nap for only 10, 20 minutes and then waking up four or five hours later and being the groggiest (laughs) person in the world. Waking up and the sun's down. Oh, (laughs) shit. Yes, and like (laughs) having to stay up all night. Yeah, been there a couple times. Oh, Oh, yes. Well experienced, but. Paul, oh. what what time of day do you take naps? Any more? Uh, none. Oh, yeah. If I could, I would take a nap at work, but I think I would get probably fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish but... you would. If you were napping. <laughs> if you were napping. Oh. I don't <laughs> want you fitting. to be fired. What you're saying, you could be fitting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I think yes. those who work <laughs> on missile bases and nap on the job should be fired. Uh, I agree. I definitely would agree, <laughs> but I haven't taken a nap in a minute. 
And that's saying something. Damn. That is saying something. Paul Paul is like a cat. Absolutely. Sleeps, just I, could I, on a dime could fall asleep. I mean instantly. close his eyes for ten seconds. You know, you start asleep. the movie and the twentieth century Fox like theme song yeah. isn't even yeah. over him out. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a Pavlovian when you hear the THX <laughs> like boy, it just starts <laughs> Oh fuck. The worst is when I like what my round number two is. I wake up in the middle of the movie and I like jump scare wake up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's my dad. My dad is one of the, he naps all the time. He, uh, like he's very good at napping. I'll give him that much, but he naps all the time. And it would be like sometimes he would, if just my brother and I were home when we were younger, he'd be like, can you guys wake me up in like 30 minutes? And 30 minutes would pass and neither of us would want to do it because it's like no matter oh, what, like, if you if you wake him up. It's like he's, you know, he's coming into a war zone. And he's like, he's scared and angry. So it's, you know, it, nobody wants to wake his ass. You're like throwing something at a distance, like, yeah, yeah. to wake him up. <laughs> throwing socks from the doorway. <laughs> and quick lock the door yeah. behind you. Okay, okay, Paul, you get another one. Oh, yeah, I do. Snake. Okay. Um, so it's also, I'm, I'm going to repeat you here, Kane, also related to sleeping. The falling sensation that wakes you up while you're sleeping. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, totally. Like, usually only within, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. But, yeah. like, you, like, feel like you're falling and then you just jolt up. Yeah. God. It's my number three. It's not bad. Yeah, that is, damn, this is competitive. I really thought I had... Yeah, I forgot to think of more than four, so I'm really hoping. There's no <laughs> way you guys are taking my number three pick, but the number four is totally. Uh, maybe <sighs> you should make it at your number three just in case. True. Oh, wait, you get three and four at the same oh, time. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm nervous because I'm the last, very last pick, so. <laughs> I'm going to go with a sound. You're uh, enjoying a nice homemade dinner, probably some baked chicken. I know what you're going to say. Mashed potatoes, real buttery, real smooth, real garlicky. <laughs> and uh, you got some fresh broccoli. Don't and soften you, the uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you go in, take your first cut of chicken, and your fork <laughs> drags across. <laughs> <laughs> drags across. Your stupid ass plate. <laughs> yeah, your ceramic plate. But you knew you shouldn't have got a target. What are you thinking? But here you are, saving Private Ryan D-Day invasion. I said, what do we do (laughs) now, (laughs) sir? Shell-shocked, trying to figure out how to cut into your chicken. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The comparison to (laughs) (laughs) D-Day. That's crazy. (laughs) I mean, we were talking about Normandy, you know? True. I guess it is relatable now. All right. Uh, good one. Now I get to drop three and four. Okay. <laughs> Take us home. Uh, this is very specific, and part of it is worsened by where I work. Because I'm in the cooler a lot. I'm in the cooler a lot. And, you know, sometimes I'll just give a, you know, I got a sniff a little bit. Sometimes the nose starts running, and... When you sniff, and I'm sorry to get a little graphic here, <laughs> you get you get a boogie 
that goes up the nose. <laughs> Straight to the brain. It lodges itself in that hellish purgatory between the nostril and the sinus where it's like, <laughs> yep. it feels like your sinuses are on, like dying and you can't like do anything to, like trying to blow your nose and nothing's happening. Oh, yeah. And God. you know it right away. It's like thump. Yeah, it does. It catches right up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, I could easily Google this, but I don't want to. What are the sinuses even for? It seems like they're just there to get infected or be <laughs> painful. They're just cavities in your nostrils, dude. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I have no I idea. I don't know. Is that I'm what? Sure, I don't know. Your it's mucus. Germ fighting or like something. Like that mucus membrane? Yeah, is that where that starts? Could be. And that's why you only relate your to brain? it. No, 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 no. For like, like boogers and snot and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, where it's yeah. made. Yeah. Got to get. Um... Let's see a how it's made episode on mucus. Yeah, I was gonna say dirty uh, jobs, yeah. but yeah. sure. <laughs> My <current's> dirty job. <laughs> that's up there too. I'm, All right, number four. Number four is. Uh, I don't want to say basic, but it's such a. It's low hanging fruit. But we can all agree on it. And that is biting your cheek. Oh, no. Mm. And the sole reason that that is uh, so bad, because one one cheek bite is not terrible, but you know, once you get that cheek bite, <laughs> it's swelling up and immediately increasing your chances of a second and maybe even third cheek bite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The old canker sore method. <clears throat> yeah. Damn, uh, cheek bite recidivism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thankfully, did not have to pull into the emergency picks at all. Yeah, you made it, dude. Nice. Dan, pick number four in the 2020 Armchair Adventure Draft. All right. <laughs> I tried to I tried to decide whether to go to for um, real or comedy. So, here we go. Worst everyday sensory experiences, especially for you, longtime listeners out there. My voice on the pod before I upgraded my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> but wow. <sighs> That's a, quite the dig against you. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. I hated listening to myself <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely felt a lot better once I got a better microphone. Like, it, I was just like, oh, this is great. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay. <laughs> so the final pick in the 2020 draft of things we hate to experience is uh, when you're drinking and having the drink go down the wrong pipe and then just endless coughing fit and like (sighs) drowning, like, you know, drowning fit you're having. Terrible. Hate to feel it. Elongates the alcohol burn tenfold. Like it's a, if it's a beer, you know, before what was an enjoyable sip becomes like a terrible sensation. Yeah, but God yeah. help you if that happens with liquor. Oh, yeesh. oh, gosh. Uh, who was it? When uh, I was doing uh-huh. a hands. No, I think it was back in Wisconsin. Handstand. I was, doing a, I was doing a handstand against a wall, and I'm like, dude, give me a shot. I'll do it. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real dumb. Stupid idea. No, sinuses now. Yeah, in my drunken stupor, gravity didn't exist, apparently. So what did he do? He he gave me a shot. It went straight up my nose. 
Talk about burning. Like, that's probably why I can't smell today, actually. Yeah, oh, my God. True. That's got to be it. Now I think about it. Just, just alcohol. Fried it. Straight through the You sinuses. know, some similar. Uh, I have at one point, um, I don't know, it was back sometime when I, you know, smoked cigarettes. Yeah. I put a menthol cigarette in my nostril and closed the other <laughs> and did a little inhale. <laughs> it was one of the worst experiences ever. Ooh, damn. <laughs> oh, you, kill, you killed Dan. Dude, what? <laughs> How old were you? Dude, I don't know. Yesterday. <laughs> Today old. Drunk or a kid? Drunk. No question. Yeah. Damn, I dude. You might as well inhale from the other end of that cigarette. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any honorable me- mentions? Yes. Close Wait, today? I, th- I think I had one. Um, I had one. Not too crazy. But... All right. Each of us get an honorable mention because I got one, too. You go ahead, Paul, because okay. I got I to think what mine was. Okay. My uh, honorable mention was stubbing your toe slash jamming your finger. Uh, and just the the regret of making any motion at all. Right. Pa- Paul, I got you a know. would you rather for you later. Ooh. Kane knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, he um, listened to the episode. Oh, yeah. The would you rathers were in the episode. Unless Paul didn't listen to the whole episode. Uh-oh. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll say yeah, my honorable. I have a terrible memory. Okay. So go ahead. And it's it's an honorable mention because it's too broad to include on the list, but um, I figured I'd say it, especially since mine were mostly touch. Basically, any loud, sudden noise makes me very, very mad. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've worked in kitchens before, and I've, like, I don't yell. I'm not, I don't, I don't yell a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I yelled at somebody when I worked at the dining center at Iowa State. Really? When they dropped a metal sheet pan on the ground and I was already in a bad mood and that just happened. And I just turned, you know, I was like, are you kidding me? Just <laughs> fucking some student worker in a black shirt, <laughs> terrified. Some freshman. Yeah, probably. Poor kid. You know, I was a student manager. They're probably terrified of me. Yeah. Big True. boss. Big boss is angry. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this. Nah, screw it. I'll go with the easy one. Sunscreen in your eyes. Oh yeah! Oh damn, dude! Oh yeah! Yeah, it was supposed to protect you, and it ended up hurting you. <laughs> that or like bug spray, same yeah, thing. The ultimate like the trail. Oh yeah, get some deep in the eye. But I like to say thank you for making it through our draft. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I we Dan and I were talking about what to do on the Instagram. I might do some like polls or something like that, or. If y'all want to comment on um, the post for this episode of what you think is the worst everyday sensory experience, please do so, and we'll see how it rack and stacks against our list. Nice. Absolutely. And I've, I, I actually, uh, I'm not going to say anything, but I've got a decent idea for the next draft. So All right. we've got a good one next week. I like it. Good. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>